Virtual Theater, the podcast all about video game movies and the stories that shaped them. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Gooey Fame. Gooey, what's going on? How are you, dude? Hey, I'm good, I'm good. I'm We're burning the midnight oil tonight, so yes. I'm, I'm a little sleepy, but uh, I had plenty of caffeine, I had some uh, spicy curry, so I'm feeling a little charged up. Nice. Yeah, this is a this is a late one. It's later than we've done in a long time. Yeah, because I've I've become such a baby. I go to bed at like nine p.m. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. These last couple of weeks, I've like kind of been because like I I can never sleep. Like I I go to sleep late, but then I like on the weekends I would sleep in until like nine or even ten. Some days I'd I'd do ten, but th- yeah, man, I've, I've been waking up at like. Uh seven or like earlier our dogs out of shit in the morning or whatever so yeah oh I've, I've been gosh. like uh i've been like a morning but night person <laughs> a little bit of both oh, a little shoot. bit of both i gotta go to the yeah. dentist in the morning <laughs> that that sucks yeah not feeling uh, good about that I was gonna work in a tooth hurdy joke, but uh, uh, <laughs> you already ruined it by saying the morning. Uh, it's a little late for that. Sorry. Uh, you know what? It isn't too late for though. Okay. <laughs> Roll tide. I'm 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 having another uh, black cherry soda to hopefully keep my wits up. Uh, well, you know what? We are going to need our wits because today, finally, we are covering the Paul W. adaptation of Monster Hunter. And this is very topical because I feel like I've been hearing about uh, Monster Hunter like nonstop lately like, oh, from, yeah. from Nintendo. Like all that Monster Hunter Rise stuff. Like I feel like they're just like beating it over our heads with uh oh, really yeah like I, all I guess, the all the promotion mm, i i haven't i'm but i'm not as clued into that like i i remember seeing it at the direct and i was like kind of haven't it's kind of been out of my mind since but i'm not, i'm not paying attention to that as much yeah i don't know it's just like um it seems like there's been a lot of monster hunter lately and uh sure what, i guess what better time for us to to tackle this film than uh, than right now. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um. So this one, this one kind of had a, a strange journey. I feel like, but uh, the real story here is, of course, it is uh, it is directed by our boy, the legend, whoop, whoop. the video game <laughs> movie guru, Paul W. S. Anderson, and this is if we're counting just directing. Let's see. This would be his one, two, three, four, five, sixth video game movie. Is that right? Four Resident Evils, Mortal Kombat. Am right. I missing anything? Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, that's it. I'm pretty sure. Wow, that, I'm. That's like this guy not, has, not has given everything. Writing. Yeah, yeah. Like this dude. Say what you will about his movies, but like this dude. Is a gamer. He loves bringing video game shit to the silver yeah. screen. Like same, same thing with uh with Mila. They I, they seem to both be like you. You can tell. I think from watching most of the movies we've covered of them so far that like these are sincere movies. You know what I mean? Like 
they're mm-hmm. they're kind of the opposite end of uh, the Uwe Boll movies, which he's acknowledged that they're purely cynical. Like you know, he just grabs an IP and shits out a movie or whatever. <laughs> Whereas like there's actually like heart and like care put into these you know movies. So I can I do respect them for that. Like I really do respect them for that. Uh, yeah, and uh, I I don't think the I think we could both agree that you know the the movies that Paul makes don't always necessarily uh, right you know, nail the landing, but at least they take flight. You know, I I will say I've been like even I, I I've kind of gone in with like to a lot of them with kind of like lower expectations based on like our start with them, but I I usually come out kind of if not enjoying some of the movies, at least being like kind of pleasantly surprised, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. yeah, I've, I've, I've definitely become a fan. Even the movies I don't like love. Like if you go back to our first couple episodes on his movies, like I, my tune is totally changed. I've like, he's totally grown on me over time. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that's fair. Like, um, with each Resident Evil movie, I think we've talked about this before, where, like, it makes the previous Resident Evil movie before it look better to me. So, like, I'm thinking yeah. about it now, and I'm like, you know what, I'd probably give, like, Resident Evil Extinction, or, or not Extinction, uh, like, maybe just Resident Evil, the first one. I, like, if I watch it now, I'd probably give it a thumbs up. It's a competent uh-huh. movie, you know? But, uh, yeah, th- so this is really... Um, a celebration of of Paul and really of, of Mila as well, because you know she's been with Paul every step of the way. I mean, except for in Mortal Kombat. Although, by God, if that movie was made like like three years later, you know that she would have been Sonya Blade in that. She would have been you so know it. sick in it. I bet too. Yeah, she would have been. She would have been good. When did uh, when did that movie come out again? Was that ninety five or ninety four? I think it was ninety five. It's yeah, it's one of those two. I don't remember. Um, so I wonder because her first big role was in the Fifth Element, I think, right? Right. That, yeah. Yeah. So definitely be- a little bit before her big acting breakout. Right. Yeah. I. I it's. It's too bad, actually. Imagine if she was in like every <laughs> single one of Paul's movies. Like that would have been pretty sick. I. Uh, <laughs> I do love that. Like that's been a thing still, though. It's just like. That's yes. that's another not just for the gamer aspect do I respect them but for the, for the fact that he's just like I'm going to keep making movies and my wife's going to star in them and she's going to be cool like she's like n- all the movies she's cool in you know what I mean <laughs> and so I just love it it's like I'm just going to make a movie where my wife is like cool and kicks ass it's like what, yeah what a guy <laughs> I, that, that's a sign of a healthy marriage uh, I think I gotta so. believe it. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's like a celebrity couple. I believe in. <laughs> uh, so of course, this movie stars uh, Mila Jovovich, Tony Jaa, Ron Perlman yeah. shows up, and maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe best of all is Ti is in here. Yeah, <laughs> I was surprised. He's fucking sick, actually, in this movie. He is. Um, I like he he has a great um, uh, charisma. Like definitely a great natural charisma. Like all the. All the like movies he's ever been in, I'm always kind of like he's like a fun side character. Yeah, yeah, I I think that you nailed it. Like he really does have like charisma kind of pouring off of him. I yeah. I enjoyed him for like, and they didn't overuse him in this movie either, actually, which I kind of appreciated. They they I think they made the smart decision. I remember like 
we've had a couple movies with crews from Paul and they've, I think they did well in the last Resident Evil, but I remember in the first Resident Evil, there was like that crew that was around the whole movie and I was just like not feeling it. And I kind of like respected that this one, they just kind of get like basically torn to shreds right away. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, f- fuck this crew. It's all about <laughs> Mila. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Like pretty much. And yeah, actually, I'll save that for when we get to the movie itself, yeah. <laughs> but this it did kind of subvert uh, a lot of what I expected to be going on. Um, okay, okay. So I guess, uh, Goo, maybe you could fill me in, because I actually wasn't oh. sure. So this this movie was originally supposed to come out, or no, let, let me retract that. It did come out in December, but uh, wasn't available yeah. everywhere. Is, is that correct? Well, so I thought I so I thought it was supposed to release in December and I thought it was going to be like one of those things where it's like coming to both theaters and home release and then all, all of a sudden it was like coming out on Christmas and then I was like okay, we'll cover this you know after our Christmas time uh episodes and then on Christmas it you know I couldn't get it online and then I don't, yeah, I don't know. All of a sudden, it was just like you could pre-order it, and I was like, okay, I guess it's not coming out to streaming. Maybe I got my wires crossed, but it, I don't know when you could say this technically was released. But uh, it mm-hmm. like within the past couple weeks, it popped on to uh, I saw it popping up available for rent and stuff, and I was like, all right, it's time, let's do this. Yeah, I I was trying to to nail that down myself because I was like. I feel like it just came out and, and I, I knew that it was supposed to come out earlier and everything that I was looking at in my research was like, this is a 2020 film and Technically, I was like, motherfucker, it's March. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess some places it must've come out, but it, I was, I was kind of bummed about that because, um, just cause I like, I kind of like when you have that thing where like a bunch of people are talking about a movie and you're, ha- you're having fun, like you're having fun online cracking jokes about movies and stuff and it was just like you know three months ago or two months ago like IGN posted a review and it was like oh okay it's out it's not out what's going on and then like I see other people I know posting like when is this coming out <laughs> and so it was just like I don't know it wasn't it wasn't one of those like fun movies to talk about because you weren't sh- sure who had seen it or not you know yeah totally um, but by god we we did see it and yes. <laughs> uh and we we could finally <laughs> podcast about it. Uh feels like we've been talking about this one for a while. Um yeah. Before we get into yeah. the actual movie, I feel like there is a big maybe like elephant in the room surrounding uh the the pre-release of this movie uh to anyone that is, you know, been following this and of course, that was um the Chinese release. Good. Are you familiar with what happened with this? Uh, maybe. I, I think I forgot this. I don't know if this is a big elephant in the room, because I, I don't really remember. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's really not a big elephant in the room, but it, it did it did shape how I perceive this movie. Let me explain. So the uh this movie released in China early December, and um I guess on Chinese social media it, there was a scene where one of the Chinese characters, um, he, he says something along the lines of, like, he's talking about his, like, knees, 
and then he says like uh these are these are chinese or something like that and uh i guess that's an awful joke well i and, and i guess that that's like a kind of a, a racist uh, playground chant is the word that they used where you would say Chinese, Japanese, uh, dirty knees or something like that. And, uh, and it was an yeah. insult. I remember, I, I do remember that from my, from my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I, I had never heard that before actually. So I was just like, okay. Um, but I mean like you, you kind of nailed it. Like the joke itself was like so unfunny. It's so it, shitty. It, like, there's, there's a lot of like, I don't want to say. I feel like it's like not right to say it's dad humor, but it's it's just like it's no, it's like kind of cringy like action movie humor sometimes, you know. I don't think I'd even say that. It's just kind of like uh, uh, when you Google like what's a funny joke, and the and the yeah. first thing that pops up is it's just like, all right, we got our funny joke. Let's let's work it in. Um, Which actually, and, and I'll that- say I, it's kind of. Sort of surprising because actually, like a lot of the humor in this movie, I kind of like, I kind of chuckled at a lot. So I, I don't know. I I feel like even this movie is like better better than that really stale joke. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was uh, like I I kind of saw that and I was like, oh Jesus, and and not knowing the uh, like that it was right. uh, an insult or whatever, like a, a used insult. I was just like Chinese, like that's so fucking lame, like. That's so like yeah. lame. Uh, that that's literally like a Michael Scott joke. Um, that yeah, yeah that, that's right. This so this caused like a massive controversy. The film was pulled out of China, and uh, people in China, I guess, like absolutely review bombed uh, oh, Monster okay. Hunter World and, uh, and and this movie apparently. So I I I don't know. I was thinking that like this is going to be worse than I thought it it ended up actually being. Cause I had, I had heard this before and I'm like, all right, well, if they're, if they're throwing in like Chinese jokes, like what the hell is the rest of this movie? Like, um, and, and I think the initial, the initial score on rotten tomatoes, I think was like pretty miserable. Oh, so really? That, yeah. So I, I was just like, Oof. um, and, and you know what, Paul, Paul W ended up in uh in coming out and just kind of apologizing for it but yeah. kind of not a not a great look cuz this is one of those movies that feels like like I feel like a lot of times like big dumb action movies like this like do really well in China so like if you're pissing off the Chinese audience it kind of feels like not a good thing for uh, this big dumb monster movie so yeah so many of these movies now are you know they're they're that's a big market there too so it's obviously something they want to go for so yeah it's not a good good start for them yeah uh so i it's too bad that that joke made it in that was like <laughs> super freaking lame but I, I i don't know at least it looks like they got it all sorted out now but that is the the one thing that i remember hearing about this movie from the get-go was this yeah, stupid joke I, that they made i had forgotten about that but yeah i do remember that that now yeah um another thing Man, this really popped out to me. So I was doing some research about this movie. And you and I have been kind of joking that this movie is basically like Resident Evil 8. As a matter of fact, I just called uh, the character Alice throughout the whole movie because I never figured out what her name was until like the end of the movie. So I was I was looking at this and uh-huh. somebody surmised this and I was like, holy shit. So I'm just going to read this verbatim because I thought that this was hilarious. 
So all right. the premise the premise of the movie involves an alpha team led by Mila Jovovich looking for their colleagues of Bravo team who have gone missing under suspicious circumstances. Alpha team subsequently ends up in a place full of monsters where they find most of their Bravo team colleagues already dead. This is almost the exact same premise as the classic video game Resident Evil with soldiers replacing a special police team insectoid monsters substituting for zombies in a parallel world instead of an old mansion. You gotta love that shit, right? Yeah, like, fair enough. God, that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because not only... I feel like, yeah, Paul's cribbing from himself a little bit, but I think... And it's, it's a thing I actually kind of like about his movies is that, like, there's clearly just so much, like kind of taken from other action movies and other horror movies and like thrown in. And I, I think he does like a, a decent job just kind of like making a movie. That's like, if you like that kind of thing, here's, here's some more, you know, like that's definitely going on here. And I, yeah, I, I actually kind of like that. Uh, one last thing before we get to the movie too, this quote also stuck out for me. Uh, so as the script developed over the years, Apparently this movie was supposed to have like a young adult concept or maybe he's saying that the games had a young adult concept. I can't confirm or deny that cuz I've never played Monster Hunter, have you? I for a couple of the games I've played like the tutorial section. I'm like, "All right, I'm going to get into this." And then I play it and I'm like, "You know, there's just a little too much going on here. It's like very it's like an RPG, so it's just like a little too much for me." <laughs> Uh, I Dude, I loved this quote. Anderson said that part of the film's inspiration was based on a crossover event in the game Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker and Monster Hunter Freedom Unite, which is okay. fucking sweet because that's like pretty spot on because there's some weird ass Metal Gear shit in here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There, like there's um, it seems like there's a big chunk of it that's like detached from monster hunter completely and i i was kind of curious how like monster hunter fans would react to that i didn't really find out i, I guess i'm curious but I, I don't really care that much but um it's interesting because me as is like a non-fan you know i was just mm-hmm. kind of able to enjoy it for what it is you know but i i'm sure like i i know the whole like those Metal Gear elements or whatever, or even just, like, the mil- militaristic element isn't really... There's no, like, world crossing, I don't think, in the game like that, but I don't know. No. Um, yeah, you know, you you kind of nailed it. Like, I feel... So, I, I'm not a Monster Hunter fan at all. I've never played the games. But, like, even I could recognize when, like, something was, was tacked in just to appease, mm-hmm. like, the fans. Like, whenever you see the cats in this movie... Like, the cats don't really matter. They're just kind of yeah, there to, like... They're kind of fun. Uh, they are kind of fun, but it's like, here's for the people that play Monster Hunter. Like, here like here you go. Here's a cat. Or I can't I, remember what they're called yeah, in the movie, but... I actually think, um... This is, me, uh, this is maybe jumping ahead too far, but, like, I think, actually, it could have been a better movie if it didn't really have, um, a lot of the Monster Hunter elements in it, but, um, yeah, there's definitely some, like, well, we gotta have this in there. I, I don't think I agree with that era. Actually, no, I, I take that back. I, I think I do agree with that to a, to a certain extent. Um, but uh, we'll, yeah, we we'll can get definitely there, get more into it. Yeah. Um, well, let's rock and roll here. And uh, 
we we start the movie off actually kind of hot. I thought with like uh, the, oh, the yeah. sand ship and the ship is like on the ass. sand. Dude, this this was like really cool. We're in what's called the new world, and like the ship gets attacked by a monster. I oh. thought that the visual of this was actually pretty sweet. It was cool. I forgot the quote it opened on, but it was so that was so over the top that I was like, all right, I'm in. It, it's some quote about the new world and something like that. Yeah, yeah, and then it like fades and it just like the new world is left as like the setting and i was like right on and then when it cuts to like our world it's like the old world or something like that and i was like i just really like that style (laughs) of approach it was really fun Uh, yeah this was uh this was a a good open better than i was expecting it started off with like little punch you know like yeah. a, it was, it was you, a hot open you have all these weird like jrpg characters on a on a boat and you're like what's going on um yeah and, and the one dude gets thrown <laughs> off so like the, the other thing about this movie so we have uh we have a couple main characters here and none of them I, I don't think are like ever named or maybe they are and i just didn't recognize so like just for so the character that's thrown off is Tony Jaw, and I just called him Arrow because he's always firing arrows, and he's pretty sick when he's firing mm. arrows. I call him so Big that's Tony. That's gonna be his name, Big, <laughs> Big T. <laughs> so uh, Alice obviously needs no introduction. She's doing mm. her thing. She's she's crossed over from the Resident Evil world. Uh, Ron shows up later. I was like, like, is that of, Ron Perlman? <laughs> and then he, he was gone, and I was like, I guess. Like, that couldn't be Ron Perlman if he's not in the movie. And then he's in the movie. And I was like, okay, that's Ron Perlman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know what actually is funny? Two names that did stick out to me are... So T.I. plays Link and this other other girl (laughs) plays Dash. Which is funny because, as you know, my puppy, who you guys can probably hear barking upstairs. I'm sorry, we're kettle training him. But my puppy... Eventually, we named him Link, but one of the names that we were seriously considering before was Dash, and I was Whoa. like, "Oh, that's a little that, bit of a that's little really bit of art weird. coming in." Yeah, so I, you know, I I was kind of rooting for those two, but is, uh, is Link know. for him? Because like, are people named Link? Is that short for like Lincoln? Well, so we named our dog Lincoln. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but like Lincoln, as in Lincoln Park, not like <laughs> right. Abraham Lincoln. Uh, I don't know. I I think like Link is is kind of a name now. I think like people like he, you, there's a Link in the Matrix and there is a Link mm. uh, somewhere else too, but I can't remember. Obviously Zelda. I wonder if I wonder if Paul's making references here. Everyone, because uh, Alice's name is like Artemis, you know. So um, I'm I'm wondering if those are like just random names he thought of, or or if that is like references to Link or I don't know anything else, you know. Well, uh, Artemis was a little on the nose, like because they call Alice Artemis like at the end of the movie, and and Artemis I want to say is like the goddess of the hunt or something like that. In, right. Uh, what is it? Greek mythology, I think. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's that's a little bit on the nose, but whatever. That's okay. I, no, but, I mean, I like fuck. It. She she's Alice to uh, to me. Yeah. Like, sure. Yeah. Um. All right. So. We meet up with Alice and all of her Marines, and they're in the exact same desert as Resident Evil 3. <laughs> right. And uh, all of these guys are, like, entirely expendable. Like, entire, like you know that they're all just there to die. Um, they have some kind of fun, like, witty... Not witty, but just, like, good jokey banter, you know, that's better than the joke we were talking about before. Like, they're... 
Like, you kind of get a good, a decent sense of, like, them as a unit, and you see uh, throughout their beginning struggles here, like, uh, Alice kind of leading them. And, and I think, actually, they do a good job, because I, I guess we haven't really seen Mila portray, like, this specific type of character. Like, she's always a badass, but we kind of get to see her be, like, a leader. And I think she actually does have kind of this charm to her, like, this charisma i guess you could say that like i think she plays really well as like a you know like you believe these people would follow her yeah i I, you know i could agree with that um she like she was just like so alice to me like i i I was just like there was no difference in my eyes between artemis and Mm. and alice she just seemed to me she seemed like personable in in this you know she seemed a little bit more like human i guess whereas alice to me uh in like the early movies she's just like traumatized and then in the second movie she's like a total badass and then she's like a little bit more down to earth than the third one but like like this person to me felt more like a real human than al and i i like the alice character but you know Mm -hmm. i don't know i just there was something more relatable about her in this Um, i loved this line and i can't remember which one of them said it but so so Alice call is is to her squad. She says something like, uh, "Let's go, ladies!" And like it pans in on one of the one of the troops, and they're like, "She's a woman, but still makes that sound like an insult." <laughs> I thought it was so fucking funny because it's like it's like explaining the most obvious joke ever, and it, like it was yeah. so brutal that I I was like actually kind of chuckling at it. That's like the closest it ever comes to being like, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, most most of the jokes are kind of corny, but I, I guess they were just, like, cor- corny in a believable way. You know, like, people people make corny-ass jokes like this, you know? They're not... they're These aren't comedians we're dealing with here. Oh, I... W- once they said that, I was like, please, please, <laughs> please explain every single joke like in in depth after just to make sure everybody gets it like god i hope they do that uh so yeah that, that popped me when we were watching it um so i i actually think like so the movie started off hot with the with the sand ship and i think that it continues to to like stay hot here because like right away like there's there's barely any bullshit but we have this big ass cool looking storm cloud it's coming yeah, at the team, yeah. there's some lightning, and then it, like, immediately transports our guys into the other world. This thing actually looked pretty cool, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I thought, I was kind of surprised, like, I I thought a lot of the stuff in this movie actually looked, like, there's some of it where it's, like, you can tell it's, like, budget, but, like, compared, I always bring it up, but compared to, like, that liquor in the first <laughs> Resident Evil, like, most of the monsters looked pretty decent you know there's they're definitely doing a lot of tricks to kind of hide some of the cg uh with you know like it's it's not like the most visually striking from a cinematography angle you know they kind of like mute the colors and stuff to blend that stuff but overall like the monsters all look pretty cool i thought and these effects look you know pretty solid like like it was a very presentable movie from a effects level i think I agree, actually, and like I was like, I, I surprised. Kick it out of bed, <laughs> <laughs> struggle in Monster Hunter. Uh, yeah, I, I was surprised that it was like 
as nice as it looked like especially for the monsters yeah I, like I, I could probably like give or take on a lot of the other cgi but like i feel like it was important that the monsters looked cool and i think that, that they did look yeah i was never like blown away or anything but i was like yeah it looks that looks pretty solid i was like yeah i, I think it's that pleasantly surprised thing i said again where it, i mean we kind of saw them in the trailers that i thought they looked all right but you know, seeing him fully in, in action, you know, it's like, okay, cool. Um, So I did like, uh, and like I said, like, I like that this movie's kind of like going along at a good clip here. I thought it was cool when they found the monster bones. It reminded me of Breath of the Wild. And, like you find the right. Leviathan bones. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Yeah. that And like the whole, I think this, this all like, like struck me as kind of like, oh, I've, I've seen all this before in other movies. Like when they're talking about like, Oh, like when they're like figuring out what happened to the other team and they're talking about, oh, they shot off all these rounds. Like what, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, they put up a, you know, they're kind of investigating. And it's like, I feel like, I don't know. It felt like very familiar, you know, like, oh, I've kind of seen people go through the same thing before when like figuring out, like I've seen the 1998 Godzilla movie or whatever, where they're like talking about this mysterious monster they haven't seen yet. But uh, yeah. I don't know. There's something. There's something like kind of junk food about it. I was kind of like, it was kind of cool, and I was just going like, "Wow, cool monsters yeah. are here." <laughs> it's done I, well. I was... It's done well for what that is, you know. Yeah, and, and like I, I appreciated that they didn't linger on it like too long. Like they didn't really. And this is this might be depending on your point of view like a problem at the latter point of the movie but like they didn't really build up to anything for too long before they delivered and like uh mm-hmm. i mean yeah. like they, they they are just like oh like what could melt glass and then like you find out pretty quick that like there's this big ass monster it's not the same monster <laughs> right. but like um it's it's moving along which i was just like okay cool um but yeah, yeah so they find I think this there's like a good pace to the movie for the most part for for the most part yeah yeah. Um so they find the sand ship. It's all <laughs> it's all messed up. And uh this big mofo monster comes out of the ground and we learn later that this guy is called Diablos and this yeah. thing kicks the shit out of this squad. I liked this scene actually. They get pretty wrecked, yeah. And they and it's like you see kind of how like helpless and like I don't know, I don't know if I would say, like, just, like, stupid or whatever, but they're just, like, very reactive, you know? Like, they there's, like, the part where they see Tony Jaws' character from a distance, and they just start, like, shooting at him, and it's just, like, you kind of see, like, that they're not, they're not prepared for this type of situation at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was, like, sure. I was sure that they were gonna find a way to, like, defeat this monster, and I was I was like kind of impressed that they didn't and that the film had some like restraint in that capacity where it's just like, no, like this is a giant worm monster thing. Like it really shouldn't be defeated by some ragtag group of Marines. And like, I, I don't know, I think like I could really sum up my whole movie experience here by just saying like I was really expecting the worst and like it was competent. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, OK. And I like I, I just appreciated that they weren't able to like beat it right away like that you know there was actually throughout the movie in various situations there's a lot of good like like setup 
for your expectations of like the stakes and stuff like that, which like a good action movie should have. Like even even if it's one like this where it's like kind of light on like a character arc or anything, like it should at least like give you a situation where like you understand the stakes and like, oh, if they do this, this will happen and that would be bad. And and so like the specific situation they create, you just understand it all and and like so any little thing could be stressful and i think they did a good job in this case of setting that up with what the premise of like the next hour is basically of her kind of stranded like that's a great to me that's a great action or whatever setup where it's Mm. like you stuck on this rock you can't go in the sand because the monster's there and then you have these other bugs that we'll talk about that come out when it's dark and then you've got this other guy you're trying to deal with. Like, I thought that was all, like, really, like, actually pretty clever. Yeah. Like, again, it was very competent. It was very um, easy to, like, digest and, like, easy to understand. So, yeah, I, I was, I was like, pretty uh, pretty happy at this point. Like, I, what are we, about 20 minutes in? So I was like, okay, like, we've seen some good action, yeah. <laughs> like, some cool stuff. All right. Um, so two of the squad members got uh, got eaten or something by Diablos. Uh, like you said, Arrow is there. He's firing arrows at this thing from a distance. He's pretty yeah. cool. He's uh, helping out. Yeah, he's helping out. And like they just fucking shoot at him like a bunch of schmucks. <laughs> but yeah, whatever, they don't know what they don't know the fuck's going on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they go to a cave and Alice gets bitten by this weird spider thing. Would you call them spiders? Yeah, that, they, yeah. They, it totally made me think of like Shelob or whatever, you know. Yeah, me too. Totally. They're they're like if spiders were like alien <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? Definitely had a little bit of like alien vibe there. As far as monsters go, too, they're definitely the kind of the shoddiest ones in terms of CG. But I think that's okay. <laughs> it's it's a good thing they can only be in the dark, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and there's a ton of them, too. There's a lot of these fucking spiders everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and yeah. so the movie is trying to tell us that Alice is dead. But of course, we know better. She ain't dead. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is getting, like, completely fucked up. And she, like, keeps waking up and surviving. And I, <laughs> it was purely, like, kind of happenstance type thing. But I was like, okay, I, I, I'll go along with this. Uh, like... So so all all of the team members are are basically dead and eaten by the spiders uh, except for at this point TI and uh, Dash. But then then like yeah, Alice is in this cocoon. I think it's a cocoon. cocoon was cool. That that was pretty gross actually, but cool gross. But then she breaks out. And I'm like, how did she break out? And why didn't Dash just break out? What the fuck? Yeah, it I it just seemed like kind of luck. I she did have um this was another little thing where, like, they, like, it's just a brief kind of thing, but they did show, like, kind of her inventory there. <laughs> and I think that's actually, like, another case of, like, you, a, a minor thing where you just kind of understand, like, okay, I know what she has. <laughs> I know what are, you know, what's at her expense, basically. But she had, like, you know, um, the flare or whatever, which I guess they don't, they don't like the light or something. So I guess that kind of helped her out. Yeah, and and you know what? That also made sense. And I was like, okay, I'm like, I I know what's up with Shelob. Like, she doesn't like light either. That's a Samwise use to 
you know, make her back <laughs> right, down. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on that's like, okay, that's in something else. Um, but yeah, so Alice breaks out of the cocoon. Everybody's dead except for T.I. and he meets up with her. But then this motherfucker has spiders like bursting out oh, of his body. That was so nasty. That, that was, was gross. Also, that was pretty alien also. I kind of had like in this section with the cocoon and like the gross slime and stuff, I did have a little bit of like AVP vibes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then like, yeah, with things like busting out of him, I was like, I definitely. Yeah, it was. That was nasty. <laughs> that was nasty ass. Like all that stuff coming out of his side. Oof. But uh, <laughs> I like Porky I. I can't imagine like so Monster Hunter, I don't think has horror elements in it really. Right? And so I can't imagine if you were a Monster Hunter fan, if this would necessarily be what you were hoping for. But again, me, I, I don't care. So I was like I was down. Yeah. I I, I'm sure that there is like some monster fan or monster hunter fans out there just like, but I think that, uh, that there are advantages to going into these movies and not being like, like once you can kind of, <laughs> yeah. once you could just kind of like eliminate the need to, for it to be like super true to form. I, and like just take on a life of something of its own. Like yeah. that, that's the difference between people who enjoy the super Mario bros movie and like people that hate it. I think. And we're on the winning team. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, rip rip to TI. I, you know what? I, so at this point, I think we're 30 minutes in the movie. And I was just like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, her entire team is dead. I thought that this would be like the whole movie's like big gimmick is like killing them off one by one. But this does not waste yeah, they, any time. Yeah, they are just done. Which is actually fine. Because like I said, like they're all expendable. And you know that they're all going to die. So like, I was okay with that. I think, like, she definitely survives some ridiculous stuff in this, and it's like, okay, like, but yeah. this, to me, at least, it's kind of set up, like, the peril of it all, and, like, even with that, like, it showed, like, there's that, like, she she had some kind of help with, like, T.I. and stuff like that, so you kind of see, like, she made it out by, like, the skin of her teeth or whatever, and it was only, like, through some minor you know, cooperation. And that, that kind of becomes like a theme here in the, in the like second act is like her co-op, like having to cooperate with, um, with a big tone. So I, I think actually it's like a, (laughs) it's like a fair setup for that part of the movie. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, she, she gets out of there by the skin of her teeth and she's, she's (laughs) doing some Alice shit right here. There's explosions. She's beating up monsters. You know, one thing that, she did the thing uh, really well, the Alice thing of also, like, I, I don't remember if it's here, but she's all, like, gross and, and, and dirty and fucked up, and she's, like, doing the thing, she's, like, freaking out, and it's, like, she's actually really good at that, because <laughs> she did it so much as, like, Alice, but it's, like, a really, this was, like, a really fitting part of the movie for her to do it, because, like, if I went through whatever she just went through, it would be, like, the most traumatic thing <laughs> that has ever happened to me, you know? Oh, yeah. So I... And I just think, yeah, like, she's just doing what she's good at, which is freaking out and screaming and stuff. She's like, so you know, because, oh, because there was, like, the bugs coming out of his body, and she doesn't know. So she's, like, furiously, like, rubbing all over her body and, like, screaming. And I was like, yeah, yeah, she's the king of this shit. God, can you imagine? It, ugh, ugh. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
So in in that scene, in that scene, she and I think that they do this um, earlier in the movie too. But she pulls out like a wedding ring or something like that, or like a wedding band, and I'm like, what what is this? Like, or does she have like a husband or a wife or a partner or something? Or is like, are yeah, they still yeah. around? Or are we supposed to care? Like, and then they completely drop it for the rest of the movie after this. Oh well, I thought it was to set up like, um, because then you have. Maybe maybe it happens too much, but it's like she kind of sees like, uh, it it I think it just helps with the connection between her and, uh, with Tony Ja, because he has this whole he's like has this whole like ritual of remembering his family or whatever. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Actually, I I can accept that. I but can I, accept I will that. say like, the uh, to your point, I guess like what's kind of weird is like. Um, she does that and I don't, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I don't think that comes up, but then like, he's always doing it, you know, every night before bed. And, um, I, I liked, I actually liked that it didn't get too overt with like them explaining their character arcs or anything, but it was, we, it is a little weird that like, that didn't really come up again. Whereas like, he was always talking about it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's, it stuck out to me. I, I thought that there is uh Gonna be like a bigger payoff for it, and I don't yeah. think I don't think there was. Um, yeah, that's fair. But here we go. This is actually the so Alice finally finds a sand ship and meets up with Tony Jaw Arrow guy. They have a pretty decent fight, actually. This looks pretty good, and the dude, the drop kick that uh, <laughs> Tony just ends the fight with, just looked sickening. And I, I thought, yeah, that it looked fucking good. Yeah, they both. I mean, he's he's a world class performer, yes. and, and I feel like she's probably a seasoned vet as well. Obviously, not can't be on his level, but like she's done it, so I I think it looked pretty good. Like, um, it's very it's very like kind of like a, a lot of movies now where it's like very cut heavy, so it's a it's a bit disorienting. But then they do, um, they do show some of their like that kick you mentioned it's like they show the full move which i can't at least appreciate i hate oh. when they like don't show it's similar to in wwe where like they cut away during the move you know to a different angle and it's like come on just let me see it <laughs> yeah but this they they at least they at least have the sense like paul paul knows what he's doing for the most part um man tony made mila jovovich look like a million bucks here too yeah, he sold yeah. for her shit. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was a good. Yeah, they they were in general. I feel like they had good chemistry in the movie in in almost every sense. For the like, well, I don't mean that in a romantic sense. I just mean like as two characters, as like kind of their their vibe and everything. Like, I think they worked really well together. Mm, you know, what? I was gonna bring this up later, but I'll just bring it up now. I. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd say that, like, I don't think that they had bad chemistry together, but I don't know that it was, like, the the greatest decision to have them not be able to speak the same language, because, like I, like, I get what they were doing with it, and, like, they, that their experience of, like, losing a loved one kind of united them, and they fucking run that chocolate thing into the ground, but it, it's just, <laughs> oh, I, I feel I like, like it hurts. little jokes. I, I no, feel like I, it hurt not having him be able to like talk, you know. 
I no, I yeah, I really liked that element of it. It also reminded me of another movie that does that, though that I get um the characters in that do eventually learn to communicate better. But I thought that was a great aspect because I I think it worked really well with this idea of them, you know, kind of fighting at first and then having to like come together and cooperate by the end. And yeah, I don't know. I thought every element of that I, I really enjoyed. I, and I liked all those like corny little jokes with the chocolate. I liked the bait gag they kept going on. That one was pretty good. Yeah, that one was pretty good. <laughs> they maybe did that. I think they probably did both of those maybe one too many times. I'll admit it. But um, I I do love, though, that like uh, it, it just it brought a smile to my face. And when she whipped out that Hershey's chocolate bar, I was just like, fuck, yeah, for that for that product placement dollar. It's like you, you got to love my, that. My thought was, how is this still like in one complete? form like this would be totally melted and nasty <laughs> at this point <laughs> but whatever this, and this is a this is a perfect chocolate bar this thing is it, there's not one crinkle in the wrapper by <laughs> no God. yeah it's looking good <laughs> i didn't even think of that actually i was just so tickled that like you could just see like the big ass hershey logo i was just like this is good yeah, shit some good product placement there for uh, sure uh, so yeah so uh, he ends up, he being, uh, Big T, Tony, ends up, uh, <laughs> subduing, uh, Alice, but they, she, Alice is going to Alice, and she breaks free, and then he, she subdues him, and they end up fighting, these dumb fucks fight right into the spider lair, actually, and then yeah. they learn to get along. Yeah, the, it, that, I mean, I guess that's a good enough reason to, right? <laughs> they re- eventually realize, oh, we're gonna die. These are are like the perfect WWE tag team odd partners that start off hating each other and like develop into a great team at the end. This is classic stuff. Well, it has there's some good moments there. Well, one, there's good moments of like comedy when the other person like one person has the other tied up like with the water. Like she starts drinking his water and he like kicks it away and then um, (laughs) she's like sees his little shrine for his family or whatever. And she like. She, like, smashes it. And I, I think she actually does pretty good, like, with this com- kind of doing these more comedic parts, which I, I guess I've also never seen her really do other than, like, being over the top. But, yeah, she, like, smashes this thing and Tony Ja like, kips up and, like, throws his arms from behind his back under his legs, you know, while he's, like, subdued and starts fighting. <laughs> um, But then there's, like, that's also, like, those moments are also where they kind of see the other person with their guard let down, you know? And so they kind of, it's like a good moment for them to kind of connect or like at least see the like humanity in the other person, I guess. So I thought, I thought those were kind of nice. You know, she's tied up and she sees him doing his little, his little thing. And she's like, Oh, what's that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I actually, um, like I said, like I wasn't a, a huge fan of the decision, but like I, I did kind of appreciate what they were going for and like how they kind of had to use like physicality to to bond and like get to know each other. So like I, I did kind of like appreciate that at least. If I, I I probably would have rather had them talk to each other as well, but um, like I I did appreciate you know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I like what I liked. I th- going back to like um, 
like when an action movie can like get you in on the stakes like with like really light characterization what i liked about it is is it because it had that simplicity and it also like i don't know it saves you from a lot like there's just like a lot of like like conversation fat that you can just cut from the movie to completely you know and so it's just like really basic and that's what i that's what i like about that element is just like the pure simplicity of it all and and like the stakes are very simple and you kind of just kind of understand it from that perspective of like oh they got to work together or they'll die <laughs> uh yeah so this but there's no there's no scene of like like instead of she figures that thing about his family and he doesn't have to like give us a flashback talking about what happened to his family or something like that you know uh, I did. I did appreciate that actually. I I thought that it was just like kind of like a like an okay scene. Like I was like whatever. Like that. That's kind of an uh, an explanation for why they're you know they go from just beyond working together to like maybe having some mutual affection, respect, or whatever. So I I thought yeah. that that was like fine and like and like that's why I was kind of conflicted because like I didn't love that they weren't able to talk, but on the other hand, like I did just kind of love like. Like this is like we the, these guys don't even need names, right? Like they're just like these are yeah, the characters. Yeah, exactly. This is what they're doing, and they, they, you don't really have to think about it. They just go like, I love like just the scene where they're like, like hunter, pew, pew, ranger, pew, pew, you know. Yeah. It's like okay, cool. They get it. We get uh, it. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about the at, at this point? Because I made a note here that said like. This is a visually very dull movie because at like at at this point like it takes place basically in a desert and you're in the desert for the entire time <laughs> yeah. and like the storm cloud looks cool and like they later they do go to like some cool looking like uh places I guess or like vistas or whatever but I think I would probably stick by that cuz like 90% of this movie stick like takes place in a desert and it wasn't like the most yeah. visually popping movie you know yeah, not and that's not like not to say like you could make you can make plenty of a beautiful movie in a desert or whatever, but it's just not like yeah, that's just not what's I don't know. I don't think that's in um his skill set really <laughs> is like great cinematography or anything like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and I think the main visual goal of the look of this movie is to make the monsters um fit in well enough and that there's often now a lot of modern movies just like you know the way it's it's shot on digital for one so that's already working against it but then they you know you change kind of the the color palette and stuff to kind of make things blend in so doing a lot of that stuff which again it makes the the monsters look a little bit more like they blend in better but it's just not yeah it just doesn't really make for a great movie or like a great looking movie, but I was kind of expecting that going into it. Um, yeah, I didn't have a, like my only thoughts at this point was, and it, and it was a good thought. I was like, Oh, I really like this setup and this premise. Um, and like, this could be the whole movie and be a really (laughs) captivating movie. But I knew like, Oh, they're going to go to a more like beautiful monster hunter looking location. And so I was like, what is, you know, what's like, what's the end of this movie? Because <laughs> I was sort of thinking, like, I think you could totally make just a totally interesting movie that was about them 
trying to kill this one monster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as the climax, but that and that kind of happens in this movie. They do that, and I'm like, oh, there's still, there's still more time left. Okay. I I made this note later in my notes, but like I was watching this and I was like, this just very much feels like the first episode of like a season or something where they finally defeat the monster. And then, cause like, cause like they introduce like a whole new character and a whole new like thing with like basically 30 minutes left. And it's like, yeah. Oh, this is very like, I, I thought we were wrapping up, not like gearing in to start a new. And then like, you know, jumping way ahead, it like literally ends on like a cliffhanger. So like, yeah, uh, th- this felt like episode one and two of like, uh, an eight yeah, season, did. you know, it did. And I wouldn't say like, I didn't feel like it dragged to me, like, but I, I just felt like the, yeah, the pacing of the story was weird. Like, I think they could have gotten more out of it, like by yeah. going even more simple. But then that's where I feel like they, it's like, OK, but we need like more Monster Hunter stuff. <laughs> so let's go meet some other Monster Hunter characters. Yeah, I, I actually I think that this middle part is where the movie dragged, I think, for me the most just because, like, you you start off with, like, this hot open with, like, these monsters, this military team, and now it's just kind of, like, uh, Alice and Tony are training together and stuff, and it's, like, oh, well, yeah, I, I get, I I get what they're doing, stuff, but, actually. like, yeah. it, it was it was a little bit, I, I think I just wanted, like, monsters, like, fucking <laughs> shit up in this movie, you know? So th- this was a little bit slower, and so maybe not as, like, yeah, Ooh. for me. It was definitely, like, yeah, less, like, action-heavy what well, I mean, this is relatively. We're probably talking about like ten minutes or something, but like, yeah, I I liked I I liked kind of the setup, and then I liked, like, I kind of understood, like, their all their plans and everything made kind of sense. Where it's like, okay, we got to get the poison and do this, and then I did like, I felt like the whole like, may, maybe even the whole movie f- kind of felt like playing the tutorial section of a Monster Hunter game. Where it's like, okay, we're going to, like, slowly get you into this world. And so, like, the scenes where she was, like, picking her weapons and all this stuff in this, like, montage of training, it felt like the training, like, the tutorial sequence of a game, you know? I could totally see that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I felt like, okay, she's getting her, you know, what weapons do you want? Oh, you want the double fire swords? Okay, cool. Um, all right, well, your first quest is to get the poison from the monster so we can kill the other monster, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is a great uh, quest. So the plan is to get the spiders, which only come out at night, kill a spider and get its poison to uh, to, to poison Diablos. And uh, this is this was a pretty funny scene where Alice lures it out and uh, Arrow chops it up with his fucking cloud strike sword. <laughs> yeah, um, I you this, know what this actually kind of mess jump. How how did they get that spider out of there? Because like there was a ton of other spiders that were chasing him at the end, and I was like, I oh, they, they just about left that it too. But I why did that just wasn't just me, right? Yeah, no. There's a, there again. There's a couple things in this where it's like how did she survive that? And it's like, well, cause it's a movie and I guess she's the main character. <laughs> but, but like, uh, so even, even then, yeah. even, so there's only one and that's weird, but then arrow kills it. And then they like all the rest of the spiders come out and they're hauling ass. And I was like, Oh, well that was pointless. 
But then in the next scene, <laughs> yeah. they have like the body of of the spider, and I was like, oh, did, did they go like back for it or something? Like, they, all right, they must. Have. I mean, I guess they maybe the spiders didn't take the corpse back. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, whatever. This this put a smile on my face. So the whole training montage where she gets like her. Her yeah. hook shot and her, her double <laughs> her double swords. This made me think of my dear friend Gooey Fame and his avatar with the flaming <laughs> swords above it. Oh, and yeah. it put a big smile on my face. I love that. She looked really cool, <laughs> I thought. She looked pretty awesome. Uh so it lived up to that of her looking cool. And I like the little I like the little gag where she put them together and she didn't know they would like explode like that. And she's like, You gotta tell me about that. It's kind of a corny gag, but I, I again I think I think I just like Mila Jovovich. I was like, oh, she's she's funny. Uh she was having fun in this movie yeah. for sure. You could tell. You're like, all right, like it's what did she say? Like, it's now or never or something like that. And he's like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> oh oh yeah. There's a lot of good mo- I think it happens later in the movie too, where he, he says something like kind of sweet or like I'm I glad to help or whatever, and she's just like I, I still don't understand what you're saying, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here we go. It's it's Alice and Tony versus uh, versus Diablos, and Arrow gets a poison arrow right in the eye, which is oh that cool. was so nasty. And when it like closes like, its eye, squishy. Like, break it up. Yeah, this this was a pretty fun fight. I thought, dude, when Diablos, uh, I think he like like whipped. Uh, big T with his tail and he went flying into this pillar and he crashed and oh it God. looked yeah. fucking brutal like brutal yeah. I was like this guy's literally dead yeah I, I was uh, genuinely like oh maybe he's dead here <laughs> yeah it like it, when I say brutal I don't mean it looked bad it looked like just nasty <laughs> like he, he looked yeah. like he's broken in half I thought, yeah, I thought he did a decent job with the fights, like, making them look good, you know, like, just from, like, making the hits feel like, ooh, (laughs) type of thing, which is uh, always, that's kind of what you want to go for in a movie like this. Oh, man, when when, uh, Tony landed the first kick on Alice, I was just like, ooh, (laughs) like, that that looked, like, awesome, but this, I was like, I was just like, holy fuck, like... He looked like he just got broken into like a million particles. This was it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, anyway, Alice, Alice is gonna <laughs> Alice, and she uh, like oh, fucking yeah. flies up like Spider Man and stabs Diablos. <laughs> She's and so, yeah. The big the yeah. big heel goes down. <laughs> it was a great stab, though. It was really good. That was like because it, it was stabbed into. <laughs> yeah, it was stabbed into his head, and she. <laughs> thrusts it further or whatever and he goes down that was good stuff that was good stuff my Uh, so i thought so my i i like the rest of the movie or whatever but i will say my pitch for what my like the rest of the movie would have been movie two to me like you're saying because they did they did a good job of like setting up things like i said like they showed her with like bullets earlier and that 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 paid off there's a lot of good like little set setups and payoffs so i thought when they're in the beginning, they're kind of getting like messed up by the by the monster, and she's like, "Grab the RPG," and they grab it, and I don't think they use it. Uh, and then she has a line 
before this where they're like, we got to get to our stuff because we've got weapons. Um, I thought she was mainly thinking like, we got to get to that rocket launcher. <laughs> like that could take yeah. him down. Um, and so I thought like that, that's like a perfectly good end goal for the movie. Like get to the rocket launcher, kill the monster or whatever. But then they like, they don't even use that. I don't think, or they, no, yeah, they don't. I don't I, yeah, they don't use that. And uh, so maybe I was just like, she doesn't say we need to get the rocket launcher. But to me, that that's actually would have been like a fitting ending. And you could have gotten a little bit more, you know, you could have done a little bit more with them, you know, learning to work together and stuff like that. And had that be like kind of the arc. Uh, not to say I didn't really, you know, I still liked kind of the rest of the movie. But I, I think you could have made an even more simplistic but satisfying movie with get the rocket launcher and blow up the monster which they kind of do that ending anyway which was also satisfying but i don't want to i don't want to jump too far ahead i feel like um the movie was like a little bit i don't know if disjointed is the right word but like it you're right like this felt like the end and i was just like oh well the movie's only like half over it's like like what are we doing now because like when she when she takes uh tony and like she's got him on that uh like sled or whatever it is that she has him on and she's dragging him through the desert i was like okay like she's walking into um the storm and i was like they they transitioned to the next scene and i was like oh she's back in her world and i i was just like all right well i guess that's it and uh i don't know what we're gonna do for the rest of the movie but then you find out that she is still in like the the other world, so I, it was a little bit disjointing for me watching that scene in particular. Mm-hmm. I did like I did like that she like I th- I thought that was kind of cool that she like kept um bringing him or whatever because it it yeah. that, that was like cool because it kind of I guess to me that shows like the completion of that arc a little bit though was that like they've now they've worked together. Um, not just for each other's like personal benefit, but now she's like carrying him, uh, with, with her, even though she totally does not have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. I I mean, uh, I wish she says like, I'm going to leave you next time. Fucker. (laughs) Like that that was good. Isn't that, oh, she say, uh, you be the bait or whatever. Isn't that what, what it is? She, she says something, no, when, when, no, that's uh, different. Yeah, that was different. When Tony wakes up, he he's just kind of like, uh, I think he just sprints up and doesn't say thank oh, you. And she's yep. like, next time I'll leave you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I liked the bait gag, though. Uh, that was that good, was, yeah. Because that was another, again, minor way where it's like, oh, the it's, it's very basic, again. I'm not saying this is, like, mind-blowing, but it was like, okay, he's sacrificing himself in a way now. Um, so just when we think... Things are looking okay. <laughs> oh boy. We learn about Rathalos. And fortunately, we all know who Rathalos is because we have fought him in Super Smash Bros. We Ultimate. all know. So that was a little bit nice, actually, to be a little bit familiar with like what to expect. They did him some justice, I think. I mean, I guess I don't know from the context of the games, but he was pretty cool, I thought. Oh yeah, I, I thought he was like pretty sweet at all and so earlier i was saying like um you know they don't really focus on a lot of build-up it's just like 
what what happened? Oh, this happened. And the monster's like right here. I thought that maybe if they would have had Rathalos at the beginning, I mean, I don't think they do. I think it's Diablos that is at the beginning. It is, yeah. Maybe That's if it would have been like, Rathalos, that would have been cool. Right? Yeah. Like you could have you could have made even if it's not Rathalos because. Like, you could have made that last, mon- like, the monster they fight there, whether it's him or Diablos, like, that could have been the yeah. one that he wanted to kill or whatever because of his family. And that could, you could have still had a complete, you know, story yes. there. Yeah, to- like, yeah, totally. That that would have been pretty cool. If there was, like, some personal stakes um, yeah, involved in I- defeating Rathalos. right i'm just like i'm picturing because i enjoyed the movie but i just keep picturing like this being like a star better in my mind (laughs) you know what i mean uh so i (laughs) this almost made me laugh out loud so arrow and alice are rescued by uh some uh, some people we uh, we don't really get to learn who they are one of them is ron perlman Ron Perlman. Ron, <laughs> Ron fucking decks Alice right in the face. Just like this nonchalant <laughs> punch that yeah. takes her down. And I was just like, okay. That's after like Perlman. they're saved and she's like, oh, thanks. And he's like, bam. <laughs> I, I don't know kind what it cool was. Scene. It was just like the way he delivered that punch was like so vertical. It was just like so nonchalant. Like there was no swing. There was no nothing. It was just like, poop. And like she was fucking dead. <laughs> This was what this was too. Like it, we're getting more into like the more beautiful, like monster hunter world. Like you're yes. getting the scene you get in the beginning of one of those games where it's like you first see. This is like you're seeing the creatures you're supposed to see first. Really, is like the the herbivore ones. You know where it's like it's just so peaceful and they're beautiful, and you walk amongst them and it's like wow, you know. Uh, but I liked I liked that kind of stuff, and I liked when they start like charging. I was like, that when they when they started charging or like there was a stampede. That's where like my disappointment of like the movie not being exactly like not ending exactly how I wanted kind of went away because I was like, all right, whatever. We're on a we're on a fun adventure. There's a stampede now. They're like swinging fire swords around to divert them. I was like. I was just kind of like down for the ride for whatever happens after this. Uh, like, I felt like, like I, to me, I was just like, man, like I feel like the movie's ended, and like this is just like almost like epilogue <laughs> yeah. stuff, you know? Like, so I, I, I was just like, oh, whatever, all right, cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, basically, so- I, I continued to be like pleasantly surprised despite being like, oh, the movie's not over, you know? So I was like. I don't know. It never really lost me completely. Uh, yeah, pleasantly surprised is <laughs> probably the word I would like or the phrase I would use to describe this whole thing. Um, so Alice, Alice breaks out, and an arrow is not captured. So he, that's that's good for him. But so, so she breaks out, and she meets the rest of the crew. The cat chef, this dude's pretty sweet, <laughs> and yeah. and so Ron. Is just like, yo, sorry I punched you in the face. Um, we've seen a bunch of humans here before. That's why I can speak English. By the way, there is a <laughs> sky tower on the other side of the desert where an ancient civilization lived. And by the way, in that sky tower, there's a portal in between worlds. Now, there is like 20 minutes left in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. And I'm, I'm just like, oh, 
all right like this is uh this is like act this is this is act two of like a movie that's ending right. in 20 minutes that's what i'm saying right. like it could have been like you know movie one could have been like okay i survived this thing but i'm still not home and that's like that's like a setup for like the sequel. Like we've come together and I, and I've, and like, she's, she like carries him away from the monster at the end and, and brings him back. And, and it's like the teaser at the end is like, okay, well I'm going to help you get home now. Sequel, (laughs) you know, see. And then the first 20 minutes of that movie would be when you're like learning about all this stuff. Ron Perlman's talking about, (laughs) But I was like, sure, all right, man, let's do it. <laughs> like, no, none of it was like <laughs> fucking Sky Tower. All right, baby, let's go. I would, I would, uh, and I, I don't want to compare it to this, but it remind me of like in Mortal Kombat Annihilation, where they're just telling you some like lore out of nowhere, and it's just like, all right, sure, whatever, I'm, I'm down for whatever. They, they actually, so they also throw in some pretty clumsy. Uh, like metaphors about like, oh, these ancients had this technology that they built up and eventually they couldn't control it and it turned against them or something like that. Oh, and I was okay. like, I was just like, Paul W, brother, like, uh, we all love you, but like, just stick to video again. Like, don't, we don't need social commentary in a Paul W movie. Like, do we? Oh, with, uh, like, this is a commentary on art, uh, well, technology and. That that's that's kind of how I took it, and maybe maybe it wasn't. Maybe he's just like, hey, these fucking guys built like robots that turned against him, which is probably what he intended. But I was just like, I don't know if I want like a I, social commentary in my Paul W. <laughs> like Resident uh, Evil Eight, you know. I just felt like like that. What one? I don't even remember it really, but I I feel like it was just kind of like that's another just like tropey like movie thing you know what i mean it was just like okay yeah whatever he threw that element in there too like we've seen we, you know we've seen that in other stuff it just, to me it, it just all felt kind of like here's some stuff <laughs> i didn't i didn't yeah. get too much out of it um and and like it's not like it was hard to follow like you know go to the sky tower there's a portal there and I think just I think so, they yeah, wanted to, so to get Rathalos for some reason, but I can't remember actually, which is actually I, fucked up because I just watched this. Was it like maybe the ancients, the the dark ones, are like controlling it? I don't I don't remember. But uh, I was like, okay, like I get it, yeah, yeah. Uh, they let's talk go about Ron Perlman. <laughs> let's talk about his hair. He looks nuts in this movie. This. This dude, Ron Perlman, if Monster Hunter, looks like Cloud Strife, but like <laughs> at when he's when he's forty five and he's recovering alcoholic <laughs> and like he's got a permanent five o'clock shadow. This was awesome. Yeah, he yeah he did a good job of like he basically was portraying yeah like a wizard who looked like shit. It's basically how I would describe him. <laughs> um, yeah. He's seen uh, better days. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Um, I actually thought that he was going to be a human that was, was like, stuck in the other world from our world. That, oh. that would have made more sense to me. Oh, how I, he knew yeah. Our language. Like, let's, let's get back to, like, 
then he would want to yeah. get back or I don't know. I, I to me they were like um like it felt like oh fuck. <laughs> like in the Monster Hunter games like everyone just speaks English and they're like ah oh, fuck. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> she can't just like not speak to everyone. We got a whole new team of people and uh we again we don't know any of these people's names but we're going to go it feels yeah. like so it feels like they're they're on this epic quest to get to the Sky Tower. And Ron Perlman is mm-hmm. just like, we got to get to the Sky Tower. We got to take out Rathalos. Um, and then they get there in like 20 seconds. Like literally the next scene, <laughs> they're there. Yeah. there. There is there is some cool shots, actually, of like the of like the world and stuff. And it, and it actually does look fairly beautiful in these shots. But like there, it's probably like a like a 10 second montage. And they are at this freaking Sky Tower like right away. Yeah, it's clearly like I at least I mean if this is a story you wanted to tell, I at least appreciate it that um it was like quick as opposed to it being two and a half hours long cuz like I'm sure someone would totally attempt to have a movie with all this uh, elements in it and it would just be way too long. But overall, I think like it felt it did feel like maybe held back by the fact that <laughs> It was like at the end of it, it had to be a monster hunter movie. <laughs> yeah, I could uh, I could agree with that actually. I don't I think I don't know if this tower and like the transportation between worlds even is a monster hunter thing though. So, a little confusing. I don't know. Any any monster hunter fans out there, let us know. I, my my instinct would say that it's not like, cause I, yeah. I don't think that you transport between worlds in the game, right? No, I, I think it's just like, yeah, this is this is a thing. Like, I know we mentioned like he was inspired by Metal Gear or whatever, but I think what it really is going on here, and it's a thing that so many of the video game movies do, even Super Mario Brothers do it, but it's where it's like they're not gonna make a movie just set in that world, and I think maybe it's just cause like. Are they afraid like people aren't gonna like be able to comprehend it or something? But like and like they have to have a character you explain everything to, yeah. Uh, which is which is weird because like the first half of this movie you don't you don't even really need to explain anything. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. You see it in all these like you know in 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 the Sonic movie they they it couldn't just be you know in Sonic World <laughs> it had to have humans in it and. Um, yeah, all, all, all these video game movie adaptations mostly do it. So that's what I got from this was we just need to have like a human from the real world come to this monster hunter world. Cause we couldn't just like, who would be upset if they just made a monster hunter movie in the monster hunter world? <laughs> why, why wouldn't you just do that? Uh, pff, how, how else is Alice from Resident Evil going to show <laughs> up in the, in the monster hunter be world? In it. I mean, they made a Warcraft, the, the Warcraft movie, I'll give that credit because I feel like that's kind of a comparable fantasy type thing, RPG thing like that. They at least just made it in Warcraft world, you know, <laughs> like good for them. I can't wait till we cover Warcraft because uh, I yeah. I am looking forward to that. Um, All right. So we, we got a whole new crew of expendable people here. And Rathalos shows up and fucks their shit up. And you know what? We haven't talked about it, Gooey, but I'm going to throw this out there. 
the music for this movie is actually pretty good. And particularly in this scene, I was just like, the music was bumping and Rathalos was coming down. And I was like, all right, like this is, this is roll tide right here. Yeah. Um, it had, I'm sure maybe this is probably another thing. I feel like would monster hunter fans like this. I don't really, I, I feel like it's more like sweeping orchestrated music, but like this soundtrack had the Paul touch where it's got like kind of the electronic yeah. sound insert a lot. And I thought it was cool. <laughs> oh, I, you, you know that and I liked it for sure. Early on too. Um, I, I liked early in the movie, like I, I, again, like cinematography wise, it, it wasn't like beautiful, but like in the beginning there was like when they were in the bug area or outside of the bug area, there was a lot of like big, like zoom out landscape shots and you'd have all like the little bug ant hills they make and with like the little smoke coming out of them or whatever. And it looked, yeah. it just looked cool and like an alien planet. And there's just like happening. <laughs> um, that was an element I liked where I was like, yeah, this is, this is pretty badass. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought that the music was at, like, I don't know if I'd say it was strong, but like, it was, it was yeah. pretty good for most of the movie. Like, be, like, better than I expected, right? Like, it, just kind of like this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it had, it had the Paul, Paul Marker quality, I'll say. Um, dude, so Ron Perlman is looking at Rathalos, and I, I fuck, I popped for this. Hey, ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I was just like, it was so absurd that he's like wasting time to sit, to say like, Hey, ugly to this giant dragon that can melt sand. Right. <laughs> I've got this. this did, I don't uh, know why, but this just killed me. There's great setup. Again, they've, they did a good job setting everything up where you kind of know what they got to do. They know what their mission is. Uh, even, even with all the like lore thrown in, but with this battle, they kind of do like Rathalos dislike smoke, you know? <laughs> Yeah, actually, maybe they're a little vague because they're just like, remember, they keep saying, remember, he's his weakest when he's about to breathe fire. And it's like, OK, so what 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 should I do? Should I throw a bomb in his mouth? Should I punch him? <laughs> like They just say that's when he's his weakest. But it honestly paid off like the end that what that led to with the payoff and, and, and his defeat. I thought I like fist pumped a little bit. I was kind of into it. Um, so this fight is going on. It's pretty cool. So there's like a couple people getting fireballed and they're, they're burning alive or whatever. And then, then Alice runs toward the end of, I don't know, this thing's on a cliff or whatever. And like, just, she's about to get fireballed. She jumps off and then bam, she's through the portal. And I thought that this was like a very, very abrupt end to this fight. Like very (laughs) disorientating. Did you feel that way? Well, yes, but also no, because I knew exactly what was going to happen <laughs> at this point. And, and and that that leads into my next point, because like she jumps through there and it's like, OK, obviously Rathalos is going through there, too. Right. Like he's definitely going to show up. But yeah. then then they they spend like forever getting to him actually showing up. And like this military team well, comes in and like they spend a couple minutes and it takes like forever for him to actually show up, even though everybody knows that he's coming. Well, that's so that's what I I liked this because every time someone new showed up, a new vehicle showed up, 
to me, it was just building. To it was like, okay, she's there, and then some people show up, and you're like, wow, these people are all gonna get fucked up, and then like oh, yeah. the, the, the the like helicopters show up, and you're like, oh my god, these helicopters are gonna get fucked up, but then don't they, they like put her on one, and I'm like, oh my god. To me, it was just like they were building up for like. Like, it just kept getting, I kept getting more and more nervous <laughs> because I knew he was coming and more shit keeps showing up and they keep putting her in, in stuff. And to me, it just, I, I became like giddy with anticipation to see. And, and it pays off because when he does come through, like he grabs one of the ships and like bites its like front off, like he's snacking on it. It was, I loved it. I, I really loved it. And I, to me, like that length of time, there like made it all worth it it like built the tension uh so it, i wouldn't i wouldn't say that it like built the tension for me but but i was just like kind of like you i was like all right like we got more people we got like all of this gear it's just Raffles look at all these is, victims <laughs> he's He's definitely coming. So, like, come on, big boy, let's come in and let's get this party started. And it okay. it, it did not disappoint. It took a long time to get there, but it did not disappoint when Fair it enough. happened. <laughs> Rathalos was just on a fucking tear. This was awesome. <laughs> yeah, like they like they really did him justice. And this that that scene to me that was one of my favorite parts. So, like, it real to me. Like, again, the movie never really lost me. I was just kind of always on board. But with my whole, like, gripe about, like, okay, this this second half of the movie, it could have been a second movie. It at least made me, like, I feel I felt very satisfied, especially with his death. Like, I kind of felt satisfied by the end of the movie as a whole because I was like, that scene was just so ridiculous. <laughs> like, just seeing him, like, flying in the air, holding that ship like biting its you know the the head of the ship off like he's like he's just having a snack was incredible i i thought that um the plane when he landed like on top of it and then like ripped off both wings that was the most brutal to me cuz like <laughs> yeah. he saw all these guys inside and they're like my god and then he rips off the goddamn wings and it just like oh god it just goes straight into the ground and like that- <sighs> That was a moment, actually. That was one of those where I'm watching it, and I, I like, audibly go, like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just, like, pro- I was very pro-Rathalos in this moment, even though he... I I did like Tony John this, and I felt bad for his family. I was kind of rooting for Rathalos right here. Well, because think about that. <laughs> think about that. What did Rathalos ever do to anybody? Think about that. These, oh, these guys... Holy shit. These guys... <laughs> They come, they come into his home, okay, he lives at the, at the lightning tower, they come into his home, they start messing everything up, he's defending himself, they're shooting at him with, like, fire swords and hook shots, and, like, Rathalos is just, he's just lived, he's doing his thing, he didn't, he didn't go and bug anybody in the movie before they came into his house. Diablos kind of did, he was a prick, but he's dead, Rathalos was fine. You make a good point. And you know what? Oh, and here's, okay, the Metal Gear, the political commentary, it's all coming together, because it's like, those, you know what? None of none of these soldiers would have gotten, uh, gotten totally destroyed by them if they weren't there in the first place. we got to bring the troops home. 
So the they don't dogs get, of war. Yeah, so they don't get fucked up by a Rathalos going through another portal to another dimension. That that was the only thought in my head at the end of this movie. <laughs> I was like, what did Rathalos ever said, do to anybody? Rathalos innocent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, he he was minding his own business. You never saw him blowing up anybody. He might he might have been he might have been in the desert, Gooey. He might have been in the desert throwing fireballs at Diablos trying to to save the other guys because that 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 sand was glass by God from the from the Rathalos blast. Like he yeah. might have actually been a good guy. And these guys are coming into his house. They're you know they got all their weaponry and all their gimmicks and like what's a dragon to do? And see that's why it's a shame we never we could never hear fully from. Tony Ja, because maybe his family were also monster hunters and they were just bugging him. Yeah, that would have been a great <laughs> that would have been a great plot point, I think. Like they're hunters too, and he was just it was self-defense. <laughs> uh I don't know. I, I mean obviously uh, is actually let's just, let's talk about before we get to the end, let's talk about the death scene of Rathalos. That was so sick. Though. This this was like so fucking dumb, but in kind of like a good way. Yes, exactly. I, because you you kind of knew it was coming, obviously. Uh, but yeah, they build up this whole idea that like he, that's his he's weak when he's gonna breathe fire, and so it I, it was like literally like a Dodongo thing for all you Zelda fans, where it's like, uh, how would you describe Tony Jaa's uh, final final shot here? Well, before we even get to Tony, we got to talk about Alice because this is like the most ludicrous scene in this whole movie about oh. fighting giant monsters. And she like <laughs> isn't she in like one of the the planes or whatever? As it like yes. it's in, it's insane she survives this. You know, like that there's, armor there's is no really way. Magical. But whatever, <laughs> it, it's Alice. You know, so she she hook shots onto Rathalos's. Oh. Uh, it was it was his belly or something. The hook right? shot was so sick. Yeah. And then she like slides down, cutting him. And oh, yeah, uh, that was this, brutal. This is like, and and then what does she do? She has like, uh, I don't, I don't know. She has her her hook shot turns into like a Samus arm cannon, and she fires a charge <laughs> shot right into yeah. its mouth. Mm, Fuck. Yeah, I think that happened. <laughs> this yeah. was like it, it was it was so dumb, but it was like it was. It was good dumb, if it that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then big big T comes in, and I thought he was dead. I was like, okay, well, you know, rip. But I he, was like, he's not. I was thinking though, like, there's no way, like, they've built this up for him. Like, he's gotta get the final kill. It actually kind of like the the only thing that kind of sucked, which again, which is why I thought from a story perspective, it would be better to have just the two of them fighting the monster, like earlier in the movie because he didn't really he wasn't really emotionally involved in the fight he just got kind of got to get the like final kill but right it was still a sick kill or he's he's like sniping him with bomb arrows or whatever like like actually like he just unloaded like five bomb arrows in a row they looked pretty cool actually yeah, like right into there was like she cut open like a part of his neck or something like that, and he shoots it like right into there, and like basically, like it, it, he the Rathalos engulfs in like flames and shit. It looks it looked pretty badass. 
So that there it is. That's all she wrote for for Wrath. He dead. Yeah. The movie is right. far from well, it's over, but it's not over. <laughs> so they they do the classic. Uh, there's there's literally just like a second Rathalos that comes, and it's like <laughs> yeah. okay, uh, we got another one for you guys, and then very quickly. Alice is like, we need to to destroy the portals and like seal our worlds, and then Ron shows up and there's Tony's like two post credit scenes. I don't know if you watch those. Uh, well, I, w- I watched one post credit scene, uh, but I I just like I love that this movie just ends with them like doing the classic like they're running and they're about to fight Rathalos, and then it's like credits. It was like like uh the um Avengers like comic book pose jump at the monster which was kind of amazing yeah Yeah. i love what i loved about it it like really sold me on the elements i didn't like about this i still don't like where it's like oh the movie's still going you know there's like a whole another half hour to this movie and then it's like the movie ends and it's like oh it's it's still going and it totally reminded me of like like it's a, it's like one of those endings. It's like when you're listening to a song, and instead of like an ending, it just like fades out for a long time. It's like the end of Hey Jude. <laughs> it's this is a basically the movie equivalent of Hey Jude, where it's like it it doesn't end. It just it's just still going. The credit you saw post credits, it's still going. It, like even even though you can't see it, the movie is still happening. Oh man, I can't believe we're comparing Monster Hunter to the Beatles on <laughs> it's virtual basically theater. Basically, Paul McCartney, Paul and Paul, <laughs> the two Pauls, the two Pauls. There was a rumor that the first Paul died, you know. And yeah, I we can get a similar with all the with the Paul W S Anderson's and the Paul, uh, the other Paul Anderson D- W S McCartney's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so I. Fill me in. So I did see a post credit scene, but they were like so back to back. So the first, the first one is there's like this dude in a black hood, and he's looking mysterious. And then you see a cat fighting a dragon for a I quick think that's second. It. And yeah, that was it, right? Yeah, right. So we get a tease of like, okay, here's like a new bad guy. Um, so okay, there's I'm, that. I'm pretty sure that the bad guy that they showed was from Monster Hunter 2. Yeah. I think he's a character, yeah. So that's what that's what these movies always try to do is like they're trying to get like the wider audience like on board almost and then it's like it's like ideally then they want the second one <laughs> to be where they just make the proper movie, but it's like that's like hoping for a lot that there'll be another one, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Um, I have no idea. So I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. I was going to say it later. But so this movie was made for like 60 million bucks, right? And uh-huh. um, it only grossed like half that, like less than half that, 27 million. But like, I have no idea how um, like box office works anymore, like from, uh, you know, yeah. post COVID. Like we can't, we can't judge it as a yeah like whether it's a success or not <laughs> you know um i mean i guess it's not but it's it has nothing to do with anyone's reception or whatever to the film it's just you know yeah yeah 
And so, and, and I wonder, I can't imagine that box office mojo takes in like streaming dollars or like even, even movies that are released for free on like Netflix, like, like the Irishman or something like that. Like how, how does that movie recoup its costs? Like, does it, it, I, I think that the theory is like when you release a movie, um, you know, X amount of new Netflix subscriptions for that month equals this movie brought them in. Maybe right. like, I, I have no and, idea. And they, I know they have metrics on like what's streamed and they, they like release, they, I'm pretty sure they lie about that publicly, but they, I think they know, you know, how many people watch the Irishman. So I guess that could be a way to weigh it, but we just, there's so much uncertain uncertainty with it all now. And I, I don't think with like the amount that they're making or like the amount of I, I'm not an expert on this, but I, I can't imagine like you see how much money Netflix spends on all these projects, you know, like they're pouring, you know, yeah, all this money into stuff. I, I can't imagine like it's like what amount of subscriptions will really ever um, recoup, recoup the, that. the budget. Yeah. And it's kind of a thing I've always heard. I've heard it more with like the WWE network where it's like they're not looking specifically to uh sell that to people. They're trying to increase the um market value like of investors. Yeah, of like the streaming service yeah. itself for other people. Yeah, so I I don't know. To me it seems unstable like uh, like it, it's like a bubble almost, but I, I am not like an expert by any means. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting to me. Cause like you would, like you would figure that, um, even if it was like before, like, like even if they did like the YouTube thing where it's like, okay, like, uh, here's an ad for something before you watch your movie or whatever. And like, you can skip it after 30 seconds. Like, even that would like kind of make more sense to me because it's like yeah okay well like we know that if like a million people watch this like a million people at least saw this ad or whatever and maybe that's I, I yeah I, I don't know it's it's weird I would love to learn more about that though because it's such a and and like it's a new it's a new thing too like really only within the last ten years yeah and it's like and now with this last year it's like accelerated but like because of that there's still there's so many like so much uncertainty about how it really works as a whole for everyone so it's like yeah we'll probably find we'll probably eventually things will fall into place but who knows right now um well there might be another monster hunter (laughs) i i can see that like i i think that um yeah, it's not like it made like zero million dollars. Like it made twenty seven million plus, you know, whatever it's gonna make on DVD plus whatever it's gonna do. I think the China thing probably hurt or hurts a lot for this. But I mean, who knows, right? But we'll probably so recover. I'm looking. I'm I I mentioned this at the top of the show, but like when I went to go and get the Rotten Tomatoes for this movie, um, uh, I was surprised because the so first of all, I think the consensus is Monster Hunter is mostly a mindless blur of action held together by the slenderest threads of dialogue and plot and exactly what many viewers will be looking for. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's yeah. pretty spot on. 
but then it was uh, the critic score was 46%, which was way higher than I thought it would be. And the audience score was 70%, which is also way higher than I thought mm. it would be. That And that kind of ties is. into my whole thing where it's like, I like this way more than I thought I would. Yeah, maybe. I, yeah, I. So, the yeah, those two scores, I, you know, it's like it's it would be surprising to me before seeing the movie, I guess. But um, there's like a third score I'm almost curious about, which is like the Monster Hunter fan <laughs> score. But um, these two scores of like 46 and 70, like that's the kind of movie that's the kind of movie Paul makes, really like a movie that like half half the critics critics kind of get that it's not you know you don't it's just not that serious you know like don't it reminds me of like when i remember when i read like roger ebert's tomb raider review and he was like look don't don't worry about this yeah uh, uh and then like 70 percent, so like of audience where it's like yeah most people who just kind of like this sort of thing will like it like that's to me that's like a paul ws anderson movie where it's like it's just some kind of like low key, little little bit schlocky action movie that's just like a decent time, you know. Yeah, it's it's like a dumb action movie. You can just sit down and you can you can get. It's very easy to follow. You don't have to invest a lot into it. You it's know, a little stupid. Like you, you could probably <laughs> even have it on in the background if you want. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's got um, Mila Jovovich being cool. <laughs> I'm down. So, like, I I actually don't... Like, I, I don't think that I would say in the end that Mila and Tony have, like, the greatest chemistry, but I thought it was good enough. Um, I It, like, it was kind of a visually dull movie, but again, I thought it was, like, good enough. Yeah, um, monsters like, look yeah, cool. The, the monsters look cool, the fighting was cool, um, the action was cool, it was, like... It was short. Like, I think it was only an hour and a half. So I was just like, all right, mm-hmm. this like awesome. Uh, I, I don't know. I was just like, I was expecting to hate this and I didn't. And I think that my expectations were like so low that I was just like pleasantly surprised <laughs> almost funny. throughout. Yeah, it it has the makings of just like a good, yeah, like low stakes action movie. You know, like you're not going into this. And putting much on it, but yeah, it's not my favorite Paul joint, but um, it's it's pretty decent. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I I think that it's uh, I, I'll, I'll probably never watch it like again, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, this it this it would wasn't be a fun like... one to throw on with some friends or something, you know. That's true. I would I would watch it with you if like we were yeah. in person. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, this uh, wasn't it wasn't like horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's we've come a long way, I think. I, I yeah, this I was just like, I don't know, maybe maybe it was that whole review bomb thing, but I was just like really expecting this to be like the drizzling shits, and it was pretty <laughs> like that. There, it was pretty fun, like for what it was. I think. I think too. I'm like, if you look. To some of our early episodes, um, like I think I like Street Fighter, which I was kind of negative about, but I like I think at the time, like when we started this, it was just there was this thing of like, yeah, we're starting this podcast and it's about video game movies, but it's also it's like there's almost like the un 
like the unsaid like it's about bad movies and so i was just kind of going in like yeah we're just gonna watch all these shit shows and make fun of them but (laughs) but at this point now i think i've just seen so many that i'm i'm like like i just go into it with a different mindset like i didn't go into this like being like all right like where what's the dirt we can dig up on this instead i was like it was last night and i was like I hope I hope I'm gonna have a nice time tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm just like, I I I guess I went into it like rooting for it a little bit more. So like my mind, I was just in a different mindset. You know, not not to say that that's like I will. I'm just like on here willing for it to be good and like making it good. I just you know, right. I I just didn't go into it like being like this. This has to have. This has to be amazing. You know. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, I, I was kind of the same way, but like maybe even even less where I was just like, uh, like this is this movie is probably not going to be great. But like, like, whatever, it's 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 an hour and a half. Yeah. Like if it sucks, like whatever. Right. Like, um, I think, yeah, I, I was just pleasantly surprised. And like, I think you've said this before, too, where it's like as we've done this podcast, it's like we've we've kind of got to the realization that like the the bad video game movie thing is so over like they're they're mostly just like average to mediocre there's to there's below so many average more movies. like way more popular movies than this that just like suck total shit comparison in comparison to this you know what i mean <laughs> like, yeah like totally this movie is like totally just as passable as like like half the shit they make um, but like, it just had, like, these just kind of have the stigma of, you know, yeah. oh, it's a video game movie, so it's bad. Oh, it's, it's that guy who made, you know, seven Resident Evil movies. So it's like, he made, there's a reason he made seven Resident Evil movies. And it's cause like, they kept paying him to do it because there were people who liked them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, over a billion uh, dollars, Resident Evil is gross. So That's, they call him Poly, uh, Poly 1B. Do they call him that? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Paul W. S. McCartney showed up for Resident Evil Eight here. We all right. Well, let's we make it. Let's such make it official. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? By God, this is a perfectly competent movie. It was competently made. It was fun. It was. Uh, he knows. He knows was, how to be entertaining in in sure. the right ways. You know, it's like you know he, he knows he knows his limitations. And he just makes sure what he's good at is entertaining and fun. That's so I think I think he's a good director, actually. This dude, Paul W.S. Anderson, is the nickelback of (laughs) of directors. Okay, wow. Now, hold on. Now, hold on. People shit on nickelback all the time. Okay, but if you're going to if you're going to tell me. That you turn on the radio with your friends and how you remind me your rock star comes on. If you're going to tell me that you don't sing along to that, I'm going to call you a liar. Like you say sorry. Was mm. waiting on a different story. Oh. Hey, see? Yeah. See? Damn yeah. it. They, oh, yeah, this is this is good shit. I this, liked it. This is a thumbs I, up, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to make it official. This is a thumbs up. Yeah, it's no... AVP, I think that's my favorite movie we've seen of his so far, but it's pretty darn good. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with that. AVP has kind of an unfair advantage, though, where it's like part of the Alien universe, and I like mm, love Alien. True. 
this this didn't have me this you know what this had uh they both had elements of cooperating with a completely alien being that you can barely communicate with what a good theme what a good theme of cooperation in paul's movies you know what we should do for patreon one time is an an event horizon watch along oh yeah that would be i totally i would totally be down to watch that again Oh, it's it's been a while for me, but I just like I love that movie. Salute great, to you, great Paul. sci-fi. Uh yeah, thank you, Paul, and thank you guys for listening to this episode uh that we finally delivered on Monster Hunter. I had a I had a great time talking about this movie. Yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. I think um it being it's almost it's a couple minutes till midnight here, and I think like some of the late night like feelings also made me in a different mood for this. So I, I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. And you know what? By God, my, my puppy fell asleep. So everything I think is right <laughs> in the world right now. Um, so yeah, I, this, this was, this was nice. I don't know. And I, uh, I think we're on a hot streak actually our last couple episodes. If We've, I do say so yeah, myself, they've been some bangers for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, any, uh, any, parting thoughts that you want to say before uh we get our plugs in and get out of here um chocolate <laughs> i don't know <laughs> she chocolate yum oh my god good shit oh velcro velcro <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that one I love when he loved the velcro yeah that was good <laughs> all right everyone well that is going to do it for us uh, of course, you know the drill. You know where to check out patreon.com forward slash virtual theater. We just wrapped up the Legend of Zelda cartoon bonus episodes. We are embarking on some live action commentary going on, and we're we're kicking it off with Super Mario Bros. over on SoundCloud and uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever your podcast at virtual theater. And of course, over on Twitter at virtual theater X, at gooey fame, and at spateri316. That is uh that is it. That's all. We're done. Thank you, Paul. You did <laughs> Thank you're you, the best. Paul. You're the man. Until next time.